Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. I'm joined in the studio by the leader of the Labour Party, Ivana Batchik. She is in Limerick uh, for the latest Labour Listens Town Hall meeting in the Strand Hotel this evening. And you're welcome. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe, and thank you very much for the invitation to be here with you this morning. So I can probably say this because I'm in the course of interviewing you, but do you think that uh, you and the Labour Party are getting the oxygen of publicity that I'm sure you (laughs) feel you deserve from the media at the moment? Well, look, thank you very much for giving me the oxygen this morning and inviting me on your show fresh off the train from Dublin. Um, It's great to be here. Great to be back in Limerick, I must say, and to see our wonderful councillors, Conor Sheehan, Elena Sekas and Joe Ledden, who are representing us so well in the city. Um, do we feel we're getting enough media? I mean, I, you know, I must say this, since I be- became leader just six months ago, I certainly feel that we're punching above our weight as a party. We have a relatively small number of, of TDs and senators, but we have a, but we, so therefore we are, well, I think, well represented in the media. But I th- suppose our great strength, really, um, which again is reflected in media coverage, is that we do have this huge network across the country of councillors, of local area reps, over 56 councillors, nationally, uh, more than 20 local area reps and we're actively recruiting new candidates across the country. One of the main reasons I'm doing the listening tour that you described Joe, which I'm f- delighted to be finishing up with in Limerick today, but you know, we've been, I've been in Galway, in Mullingar, in Ennis, in uh, Limerick uh, obviously in Limerick um, and in Cork and as well as a number of meetings we've done in Dublin and each of those we've heard from individuals about the, and, and indeed from representatives of organisations about the issues of concern to them and to their communities and how we in Labour can best address those. So that's and that's the purpose of our listening tour, is to build and grow the party. I suppose, and listen, you're watching the narrative very closely, even at national level, that there's a view, and causing some irritability, I think, among other parties, that this is being framed as Sinn Féin, probably going to end up in government and who ends up in coalition with them. And that's almost the entire story right now. You're so right. I mean, I think it's a problematic story, if you like, Joe, because uh, it is. It, it's a somewhat. Uh cliched way of presenting it, that it's on the one hand a choice between the outgoing government of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, on the other hand it's the, you know, the, the rhetoric of, of Sinn Féin. I suppose we've, we illustrated very clearly last year in the Dublin Bay South by-election which we in Labour won, that there is actually an appetite for a third voice for a, a left-wing socialist voice, the voice of Labour, which can offer a positive and constructive message for change, coming from a socialist vision for society, coming from a position where we as a party, as I say, are so well established at grassroots level across the country where we have such strong links with the trade union movement and I'm a lifelong trade unionist and where we have such a strong internationalist vision. So I think that that message resonated with voters in Dublin Bay South in the by-election and since I've been around the country over the last six months I've been hearing the same appetite for positive change across the country in communities around Limerick and everywhere else. Right. So I mean our listeners obviously are interested in politics but they're not following maybe the day-to-day minutiae in the way that you would, what would you point to as the biggest policy difference that Labour has versus the other parties? 
the biggest difference is that we stand clearly for state investment. We want to see the state step up, as the state did during COVID, and we saw very rapid delivery of, of, for example, state funding to keep businesses afloat through the pandemic. We saw rapid stepping up on the HSE part to provide for the mass vaccination centres. We need to see that scale of vision now to address the housing crisis, which is cutting so deep through communities, particularly through a younger generation, but through communities across the country. Here in Limerick, I know average rents now over €1,200 a month, only five or six homes on average to rent available on daft.ie. So we're seeing a real crisis in housing in Limerick City, but in cities and counties across the country. And we need to see state investment. And that's where Labour makes a real change. But as you know, I mean, others talk about that too. You know, Sinn Féin talk about that. So what is the essential difference that Labour could make in what I absolutely accept is a significant crisis in the country? It absolutely is a significant crisis and of course our President Michael D. Higgins rightly described it as a housing disaster and Michael D. was one of the most effective Labour ministers ever. I, you know, I had a long record myself of canvassing for him. You know, what makes Labour different? Well, we've a track record of actually delivering. We've we've not been afraid to go into government in the past. We have delivered, in ter- I mean, thinking of the late great Jim Kemi, for example, here in Limerick. I'm thinking of Jan O'Sullivan. I'm thinking of Labour ministers who've delivered for their communities and Labour, gov- and Labour in government not being afraid to step up and to seek to actually deliver on on state investment. And because we are a socialist party, because we are part of the European Socialist Network, we have a clear identity and a clear message and indeed clear policies to deliver. And I should say this, there are parties that say they'll deliver state investment in housing, but they're against local property taxes. They're against carbon taxes. There's no way we can offer the Labour vision, the socialist vision of delivery on social and affordable homes without being clear about how they are to be funded too. Right, we're talking to Ivana Batchik, who's the Labour leader, and she's in Limerick today and with me in the studio. So uh, that essential point, you, what will you prioritise? You, you're telling us in a positive sense that it is around housing, um, but clearly there are other things that you won't be able to do. You know, that is the point of governing. Governing is choosing. Absolutely. And that's why, again, Labour is a different, different to other voices on the left and voices from opposition, because we have had a track record of actually stepping in and seeking to deliver change. We're serious about delivering change. It's very easy, especially on the on the far left or the left, to shout from the sidelines about what needs to be done. It's a very different matter to have the, I suppose, the to, to have the uh, capacity and the nerve and so on to go into government. And I think that's, again, what marks Labour out as different. And some, you know, fantastic Limerick representatives like Jan O'Sullivan have always have always done that. Uh, you know, what would we prioritise? You're absolutely right. Of course, there'd have to be priorities. What we have said is we'd prioritise public spending on housing, on care, particularly childcare and early years education, which has been the poor relation in the education sector for far too long. We'd prioritise spending on, ha- on climate because the climate catastrophe is the big existential crisis we face as COP27 continues, and on jobs, on work and jobs. Labour has always been the party of good work, of right. working, of, but, of but, high I mean, standards you- in work. Would you give credit to the current government for the recent budget? You know, they pointed at some of those things. They put certain investment into some of those areas. And actually, we are at pretty much full employment in the country right now. 
Well, Joe, you know, I'm somebody who's always believed in positive, constructive politics. And absolutely, I have been and my Labour colleagues have been very clear that we welcomed many of the government initiatives. We welcome, for example, uh, Minister Roderick O'Gorman's uh, increased funding for early years education. But where we've been critical is of the failure of government to offer the sort of radical vision and the sort of ramped up state funding that is needed to really deliver the change in childcare in early years. We in Labour proposed in our budget that there should be a cap of €200 Euro per month on childcare fees for parents. It's a radical vision, but it's in, it's perfectly fundable. We And indeed, we costed it in our budget. And furthermore, it would keep us in line with our European counterparts. Look at childcare fees in other countries, far more affordable for parents. And high quality childcare, where the early years professionals involved in, the, in childcare are also well paid and where children get a better and a fairer deal. Uh, you've been uh, a long time in high profile campaigner on some of the great social issues that we've had in the country in the last two to three decades. Are they settled now? Well, I, you know, thank you for that. And yes, I, you know, I, I was certainly campaigning on abortion rights for women many years ago and indeed was threatened with prison at one point in, in, as a student activist uh, when it was illegal even to give women information on how to access abortion in other countries. So, you know, I was very proud to be part of the movement that brought about such huge change for women's rights in Ireland with the repeal referendum in 2018. I was very proud to be leading on the marriage equality referendum before that in 2015. There are still, however, social issues and important changes that need to be made. I would point to childcare as one huge issue where we do need to see what I've described as a Dun O'Malley moment, you know, a moment where, as, as you know, former Minister Dun O'Malley did, where we declare that every child in Ireland requires and will be granted an affordable childcare place, state-funded and guaranteed, in the same way that secondary education was radically altered and became a right of every child back in the, in the 60s. A game-changer for Irish society. That's a big social issue. It's also a gender equality issue because we know so many more women than men bear the responsibility of child rearing and, the, and, and therefore have to take time out from work. So that to me is a huge social issue. I should say, Joe, I'm going to be visiting the Anna Liffey Drug Project this morning and just after this in uh, here in Limerick City. And, you know, I do also think we need to look again at drug policy. And my colleague Aon Reardon has really been driving this for us in Labour. Now, you have the Labour Listens event, as I said, at the Strand this evening, one of the events that uh, you will be at and, and talking to people Can Labour regain its seat, though? It traditionally had a seat um, and it doesn't at the moment in the Limerick City constituency. I very much hope we can and certainly I'll be using all my efforts and working with our great Labour team here. I've talked about our councillors, Connor, Elena and Joe. We've super councillors. We hope to increase our our council representation in the locals in 2024 and absolutely to uh, claw back and regain that Labour seat in Limerick and the Dáil because, as you say, there's a proud tradition for Labour here in Limerick and, uh, and, and we really want to work hard to regain that. Right. We think we're going to have an election at some point in the future for a directly elected mayor. And the last time I was on, I did ask you, do you have a candidate for that yet? Well, we're working on that, Joe. I think that's the same answer I gave. But I should say we're seeing no sign of urgency from government for that really important change for Limerick City to have a directly elected mayor. You know, that's so vital that we see that. And of course, we've had the debate since then as well on the on the directly elected mayor for Dublin, which I also very much support. And I think we do need to move to a position where we see much greater powers and and much greater role for local authority generally. And directly, directly elected mayors are a clear way that we can achieve that. I think that would be really positive for us all, not just in Limerick and Dublin, but around the country. Very briefly, do you expect a general election next year? 
I think uh, I, I think it's unlikely. I must say that I think that uh, we'll see. The, the, there may obviously be wobbles with the December changeover, and this is unprecedented. The shift of of role between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. But the reality is, there's really no difference in policy between those two big right wing centre right parties, and uh, I think it's unlikely to destabilise government. So I, I suspect we won't see a general election next year. But we're ready for it whenever it comes. We'll be ready for it in Labour. All right, Ivana Batchik, leader of the Labour Party. Thank you for your time this Thank morning. Thank you, Joe. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.